A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome back, everyone. General Fantasy Analysis. We're in here for our last video before our lockout for Thursday night game with the Storm and the Titans. So it should be a good game if you're a Storm fan. If you've got a bunch of plays in that team, I'd imagine it'll be pretty high scoring. Uh, we'll go through our little preview in a moment. But yeah, in terms of where we're at right now, it's going to be the trades for the people score. We're making two this week. We had three to start the round. We're finishing it with one. Making two trades. So if you're looking down the list, we have a couple of new faces, and we've decided to go with some center cover, uh, and decided to go you and Aiken over Jack Bird. I just think the you know ability of, of Aiken to play in the back row, chance of scoring tries, but also just getting through a mountain of work. You know, 50, 50 odd points in in base stats has every chance of scoring over fifty fairly comfortably every week. Whereas Bird has a chance in the centers to get somewhere like a thirty five, and then maybe a fifty or sixty at like a peak. So I think Aiken has a much higher ceiling for a very similar price. And we've gone with him uh, and also bring in Josh Jackson. We actually decided to trade out Angus Crichton. So given the fact that we have the extra trade up our sleeve and with the news coming out that Trebojevic is going to be rested this game, I just wanted to make sure we had enough uh, enough players, enough enough good players anyway to have a full 17. And and with this news anyway, there's a good chance that Avrilo doesn't play. He's in a fair bit of doubt as well. So in that case, you know, having to trade out someone that wasn't going to play, so it's going to be Crichton or Hughes. It looks like Hughes might just be out the one week. He could be out for a couple as well. But knowing that Crichton's definitely out for two, and we're only getting, out, getting back for one, having an extra trade in hand, so that was the best idea to just straight swap him for another guy that's going to average 55 to 60 in Josh Jackson, who was our, our best sort of option in that top bracket. Um, you know, the other thing we were thinking about doing was Josh Schuster or Connor Watson to uh, whether it be like a current or someone like that. But with that one, yeah, if, if Avril doesn't play, then we, we have a, a little bit of a you know, chance of having 16 players only. And I don't think that would be good enough. So I think this is the best option for the squad at this stage. Um, obviously still means we're playing Schuster. We're playing Verils, it looks like, at this stage. If Avril plays, we can try the loop. But, you know, Watson, Jackson, uh, and Moses on the interchange. So a few, you know, not as good options as we might have hoped. 
but I'm really liking that center combo at the moment. Obviously, the halves are strong. Um, mids is really good. So we've got Cook and Hooker um, for feeder there. So it's really only Schuster that's a little bit eh, and like a, a, a Watson and a Verrill. So we take all that, that sort of like you know, 40-odd average between between the bunch of them and, and just roll with it and see what we can come up with in the last few games. But, but I suppose you know most people don't have the luxury of having 17 playing plays this week, especially if Trubovic and, and Avrilo are out. I think that will, will burn a lot of people. So that's the people squad. My team... Fairly simple in terms of our trades, but I'm still just tossing up between Harry Grant and, and Josh Curran. And my last trade was Madison. So again, it doesn't really matter, but someone who's definitely out for the year. Whereas we have the opportunity now for Tamalolo to play, and I really hope he does because you know Tommy's been um, you know, taken out of the squad. And then also there's a good chance that Avrilo doesn't play. So that would leave me 15 if none of those three play. Obviously, Trubovic already out, Avrilo half a chance, and same with Tamalolo. You know, Lolo might be more of a chance than Avrilo at this stage. So hopefully at least one of the two plays, obviously like both of them too. But my, yeah, thankful, I'm thankful that Fogs is back for sure. But my, my question, you know, with Grant or Curran is, I don't, you know, I don't think Curran's obviously going to score as well as his last two weeks of an 80-odd and a 90-odd. Grant should get more minutes than 50-odd, you'd imagine. I think this is his opportunity to play some bigger minutes because they're going to want that leading into the finals. And that's kind of, kind of what I spoke about in in my other video the other day, that's for sure. Um, but I just think that he gets that opportunity this week, and we know what he did in the Tigers side last year. And if he can do that, you know, we know what he's done in the 50-odd minutes here, averaging 51 for the Storm. If he can get an extra 10 to 15 minutes at worst, so somewhere in the 60s, I think that you're going to see a 60 average from him over the next few games. I don't see any reason why they won't play him at at least that 60 or minutes over this next few weeks. And I just think he's such a dominant player. Whereas we're not sure, you know, Curran can, has, has had games where he's on and off. Yes, he's been really consistent um, for the most part. And yes, even scoring fairly well earlier, but they were 50 odds rather than rather than the 60s, 70s, 80s. Like, I suppose we're just shelling PC there. It's like, yeah, which one's going to be better? They're both going to probably average 55 to 65 over the next three weeks. And it's not a real big issue. I really like watching both of them play too. So it's just kind of that's, that's the question at the moment. In terms of cover, it doesn't really do too much. Like I'm going to be sitting with 15, like 15 to to eight, 15 to 17, 18 players over the next few weeks anyway. And I have cover in the, in the edge, the mids. I've got um, center cover. I've got half cover. Um, the only real one there is fullback, but I could move Manu down. So I pretty much have cover in every position. Yeah, there's not too much really else to say. At this stage, the team's actually, you know, if we if I can get Avrilo and Lolo to play, I think I'd be really happy with my results this week. I imagine I'd go fairly well. But if not, then we could um, we could lose in the rankings a little bit. But obviously hoping that Lolo, Trevojevic, and then we get Crichton back in the last round. So that would be ideal. But let's um, have a little bit of a chat in terms of the games, we'll just lob it straight from this screen today. And, and we've got the Storm against the Titans, and I think they're paying, paying $1.10 for the Stormers. Uh, I really think that's a good opportunity to, to jump on a Harry Grant, you know, try scorer, or a couple of the guys around the middle of the park. I can see a couple of the big boppers through the middle doing um, doing pretty well in, in this game. Uh, and then and then probably a couple of tries out on the edges with like a, a Kenny Bromwich or a, uh, a Justin Olam. I'm thinking one of them this week. So pick your poison as to who you want to go on that one. But obviously a pretty clear victory for the Storm. In this one, I'm expecting about a 40-12 to 12 kind of scoreline. Don't see the, you know, the Titans have been okay without you know really being spectacular. And against the Storm team, that's pretty well full strength. Um, 
<laughs> we say that we, you know, we they 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 bring Pat back in a full time role, lose Hughes, um, and obviously you know, arresting Smithy. So the majority of the teams there. Uh, Manly versus Raiders. Raiders you know, had that real good couple of weeks run. They've fallen off the cliff a little bit, uh, and Manly absolutely flying. Even without Tommy, I, just, I see it being a closer game, but I'm expecting like a, a thirty to thirty to eighteen type of scoreline, a twenty four eighteen to the to the Manly boys. No, no home ground advantage for Raiders, for example. I think is going to be a, really, a little bit of an issue for him. The game of the round, really, Panthers and and the Bunnies. Uh, who do we see in this one? You know, the last two times that the Bunnies have played a really strong team, they've lost by fifty or you know, had fifty put on them. Is that a chance of happening again? I'd say they're going to be very much aware of that fact and they should bounce back a little bit more. They're in red-hot form. Panthers are starting to come back into it. I think Panthers will see this as a really important game for them as well, given the fact that they haven't been very good for a long period of time here during the middle of the season, middle to back end of the season. And and you know with Cleary back, I think it's their opportunity to, to really stamp their authority on back on, onto, the, onto the premiership. And and you know, ensure that they're definitely the second, you know, first or second best team in the comp. So I really see it being a closer game and, and points looking at like a twenty two twenty kind of style. Um, you know enough points, but nothing too crazy. A fair bit will be you know placed on defence in this one. It'll just be interesting to see how much emphasis the bunnies put on it. You know, with them being that team that kind of will yeah let it let a team in a little bit and then you know they make a couple of errors and they're like all right let's turn it on now and and go from there. So. Yeah, I think it'll be a much closer game, and I think they'll have a little bit more focus on their defense in this one. So we move from that one into the delightful Tigers-Sharks game. Both teams sort of struggling at the moment, but still have a favor to play for. Obviously, yeah, if you can finish the the rest of the year really well, Sharks still obviously trying to push for uh, a finals berth. They'd have to win all three of these ga- their games, I believe, to, to do so, if it's, if it's even possible. I know that game against the Knights was really important for them, um, but I see this being pretty close, and then I'm probably actually tipping a, a Tigers slight win in this one. Just the, the Sharks just haven't been playing very well, unfortunately. Uh, just you had, a, had a bunch of weeks there, they were really getting back into it, and then just losing close games against not very good teams. So I think Tigers probably have a little bit more too much firepower for this one. The Sharks have also had a few really average calls from the refs. So, yeah, Tigers just in a close one, 18-16 uh, with that one as well. I feel like all the lesser teams, the Warriors and stuff, I'm picking that like 18-16 because there's just a lot of errors in these games. All right, Knights, this is their one to shine, really. It's the Ponga show. I'm thinking, you know, a try, at least one try from Ponga. Um, do you go strong on the left side in tries? Do you, you know, you go for a best? Do you go for Tuala? Do you see Mitch Barnett scoring on that left edge as well? I think that's, you know, he's been running really good lines lately. I can see, you know, a mixture of those guys doing really well. And Knight's putting 40 on the dogs in this one here. I just think they, they need to bounce back after not playing very well, but still sneaking away with the win. I think they'll need to um, to bounce back. And, and this is a great opportunity to do that. Really just, you know, open up the wings. Um, you know, let Ponga, let Pierce fly and, and come out and, and hopefully dominate this game. So that's the theory on that one. And last couple of guys, we've got the Eels and the Cowboys. I think this, this is their, the Eels' final chance to actually show that they can get back into the winner's circle. They need at least you know, a couple. I think they need at least two out of the, the three, the next three games. They need to get a win just, so just, to, get, just to feel that confidence again. Um, you know, something they haven't had in a while, obviously, you know, dropping back into six now against the Cowboys who have been really poor. I'm expecting them to put 30 on us. I think 30 to 12 would be fair, but, you know, it, there's every chance that the Cowboys can put a few more tries on them just with how you know the Eels have been playing lately. But yeah, 30 to 12 is what I'm going to go with in that one. And then we got the Dragons and the Roosters. And I just see, actually, two, two more games off that. Dragons and the Roosters, I just see I just see them being too good 
the Roosters. Like they've really just worked out a way to. They've had this this sort of core group now, apart from when Smith went down, um, and Ikevalu. That real core group of guys that have had to adjust. Obviously, you know, from that first part of the year, they've adjusted a lot, and I just feel like this is the chance for them to just you know head into the final. They'll head into the last few games of the season. Um, and, and give it a lot of momentum. If they can sneak, you know, they're in fourth right now. If they can sneak into that position and and sort of stop Manly from getting in there, that will be absolutely huge for their confidence. And they they understand what happens in the top four. They've obviously had minor premierships for a long time and bowed out during that. But they've also won a couple of premierships in the last you know five years. So they know what to do in that position, and they, they can they can sense it now. You know, like halfway through the season, that would have felt so far away from them and all the big injuries they've had. And then to still be in that position, they'll probably, they you know, might have the confidence to think they can win it all, but much more, you know, of a bigger opportunity if they actually can sneak into fourth, even if they do play a storm in the first game. So, um, yeah, this one will be a big one for them. I'm thinking 30, 32 to 12 for that one. And the last one, the Broncos and the Warriors. Warriors have been pretty solid. I think this will be a really close game as well. I'm going to tip a, a 20 to 20 to 18 score in this one and actually just to the Broncos way. I feel like, yes, the Warriors have, have got three, but uh, I think they'd be hard pressed to, to do four in a row. They've obviously fought pretty hard and had a bunch of close games. And I think that this is the time for the Broncos to, to win one. I think yeah, it could be, could go either way. I'm not, I wouldn't be you know, putting my money on it. If I, if I was to put my money on, I'd be going like a, an either team, either team by eight or either team by 10. I think it'll be that close uh, type of game, but there you go, guys. That's the, uh, the last video before the first lockout. I hope, uh, I hope that helped you in some some way, shape, or form. Uh, I know a lot of people were like following yeah, my last trade. Actually, my last trade. I didn't even get to to mention that. So we're all out for the year, whether it's Harry Grant or Josh Curran. Um, yeah, if this is your last uh, couple of trades as well, I hope you learned a lot from from the you know, the way to actually you know be able to manipulate and use these trades across the season. And obviously, a lot of it's to do with uh, accumulating a lot of you know, a lot of dollars. A lot of cash cows, you know, is trying to score as well as you can at the start of the year. Um, and that's going to help you in the back end of the year. So you can see, like, even holding trades, you know, to, to the back end hasn't helped me all that much, you know. I, I suppose there was maybe an opportunity or two that I didn't go for and I decided to hold trades. So I suppose it just depends on the season. This one's been pretty bad with suspensions and injuries in general. Obviously, a few of these suspensions are a little bit full on. Obviously, you've got the crusher to kind of tackles now. You've got the carryover points. You've got some of the head high stuff that they're quickly they're quickly putting on report as well. So they're all something that we'll, we'll, we'll go into and talk a little bit further about uh, in, you know, in the preseason for next year. But yeah, so I hope you enjoyed this video, guys. We'll catch you in uh, the next few where we're going to analyze uh, all the games for the week. So hope you enjoyed. See you guys. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.